Hello and welcome to According to John. Today, the Duke Meister's back. Hey, glad to be here. Back in the saddle with the John Meister. Hey, man, we're going to have a lot of fun. And here's what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about what's up with Israel. You know, Israel plays a huge part in everything we do or as far as Scripture goes, uh, the Bible, the truths of the, of the Word of God. It's all wrapped around Israel. It sure so is. So I am your host, John Westfall. This is my guest, Pastor Duke Herget, and today we're going to talk about what's up with Israel. I heard a guy say many years ago, gets in your head and it just stays there. Israel is God's hourglass. You want to know what time it is in world events? Look to the nation of Israel. Amen. And um, I, something just burns in, in me. I, I kind of take me back to my BC days, you know. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? So uh, I even said this myself. This girl's telling me about Jesus and the Bible. And, and I said, so well, I'm, I'm curious. Do you still talk to her? Like, No, I, no, that's that's another okay. story. <laughs> We got two hours here. We doing it. But I remember saying to her, she's the one who told me about Jesus, and uh, she was pretty. That, that's why I was listening. Right. And I, I said, well, show me a miracle, man, and I'll believe. And when you look to the nation of Israel, God yeah. is yeah. showing us miracles. But most people, don't, they don't know. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a trouble spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're always in trouble. They're hated and Hey, we're going to look at that today, and I'm going to show you a miracle. Literally, we so, see some miracles. I have, I have a curious, another question for you here. Um, why? I mean, I, I get it; they're God's people, and we're told that that you know the people. But what is the real reason that Israel was hated so much? Well, the answer to that's pretty simple. There are two spirits in the world: the Holy Spirit uh, of God and the unholy spirit, uh, Satan. And bottom line is, everything that God loves, Satan, Satan hates. hates. Right. So that's it. They're, they're the chosen people. Not that he loves the Jewish people better than Gentiles, which is all the rest of us, but he chose them for a purpose, and the purpose was to be the messianic nation. We're going to look at that in just a minute from the scriptures. And, of course, the Messiah is the one who's going to crush the serpent's head. Right. And so the reason Satan hates Israel is because that will be the nation that his destroyer will come through. And uh, God's love and affection is upon that people. And we'll just walk through a little bit of history together today. And yeah. it's, it's incredible. When you look to the nation of Israel, you can see that unseen hand that's guiding all of history you know, history is no mystery. Right. History is not a series of coinc uh, dinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God laid out history uh, before it happened. I love that little phrase. Matthew 24, where we talked uh, uh, about before, Jesus says, no man knows the day or the hour of his return. But uh, in, in that, in that uh, text, he tells us uh, he's going to return and, and all about the nation of Israel, 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 Israel. And uh, we're going to look at some of that stuff today. I think you're going to find, you're going to see a miracle. Amen. Well, let's, let's open in a word of prayer. Yes, sir. Go for it. And then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Father, thank you for this time with Duke. Ask that you would bless this podcast. Father, that you would bless the listeners. And as we learn about Israel and your plan, your desire for your people, Father, help us to get a passion and an understanding to stand with Israel as well. Father, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
boy, you, you look at the nation of Israel from their beginnings. It starts out uh, about 2,000 years into history. Genesis chapter 1, creation. Genesis 2, special events of creation. Genesis 3, temptation, fall of Adam and Eve. Genesis 4, the story of Cain and Abel. And uh, uh, right there in the Garden of Eden, we have the promise of a Messiah. Immediately after mm. Adam and Eve sin, God shows up. And he lets them know, I still love you, and i got a plan to redeem you. Through the seed of a woman, kind of veiled language, seed of a woman, uh, I'm seed of my mother and father. Right. You're seed of your mother and father. We're all seed of our mother and father. But the Holy Spirit said, through the seed of a woman, a woman without a man will have a, a, a male child that will crush the serpent's head. So Satan's listening to this, right. and oh, no, I'm going down through the seed of a woman. He doesn't know who that will be, and that, that's the great question throughout the Old Testament. Who is the chosen seed? A woman without a man having a child was kind of veiled language, but uh, the prophet Isaiah clarified that a little bit. Behold, a virgin, virgin. will yeah. conceive <laughs> and bear a son, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Mount Counselor, Counselor, the mighty God, the, the mighty everlasting God. Father, the yeah. Prince of Peace. So yeah. the Messiah is coming now genesis 3 one of the things that that i know that we have to uh clarify is being born of a virgin this doesn't mean that she was a virgin and then had sex and then had a child this, she was a virgin and had a child and then later as a had, virgin had as a, a virgin, as a virgin had a child conceived yeah. by the holy spirit that's pretty simple, like pretty clear in the Bible, right. if you believe the Bible. Right. <laughs> and so we, Satan's listening. God's unfolding the plan of redemption uh, step by step, clue by clue, I like to say. And we have uh, all he knows is through the seed of a woman. And so why does Cain kill Abel? Genesis 4, the next chapter, Satan's trying to stop the seed from coming. But God, because Abel was the seed line through which the Messiah would have come. But God raised up another seed right. whose name was Seth, and it's game on. The battle continues to rage. Almost 2,000 years pass, and God gives a significant clue. This is where Israel's coming into the picture now. All we got for Messiah at this point is seed of a woman, right. and Satan has no clue where this will be. Well, God's going to close it in. He's going to tell exactly where the, the seed will come from. You know, if I'm doing battle with somebody, if I'm going to fight somebody, I'm not going to tell them my strategy. Yeah, you can't. I'm going to, I'm going to throw right. a, a left jab and a right hook. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. But God is not in real serious jeopardy of being defeated right. by Satan. It's, it's really <laughs> not a, so, a, a contest. Yeah. And, and, uh, what we always have to remember is that, uh, God is all powerful. We talked about it, uh, on the last podcast, you know, God is, is, uh, uh omnipresent. He is omniscient. And he is omnipresent. Omnipresent. So when you when you look at all of that, he is all of everything combined, and nobody and nothing is greater. And he chose to lay out the course of history, put it right in Satan's face. No, 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 no. You can't stop me. If you think about it, it's not like some kind of competition. Like, oh, who's going to win this thing? Right. You know, God, God's on the throne. He's got this. And he laid out through the prophecies the end from the beginning. Yeah. And so all they know in those for those almost 2,000 years uh, is the seed of a woman. 
and uh, you know we have the flood, and right. and uh, and we have the call of Abraham, mm. Genesis twelve. All of recorded history for the last four thousand yeah. years is resting on those three verses. Yeah. We call it the Abrahamic covenant. The word covenant means promise. God makes a promise to Abraham, and Abraham's seventy five years old. He's from Ur of the Chaldees, up in what would be modern day Iraq, and they're all yeah. pagans and making little statues and saying their prayers to, to idols that have eyes that can't see, ears that can't hear. And Abraham doesn't buy into all that. There's, he knows there's a true and living well, God. Well, let, let me real quick, what I don't understand, and, and we, we even find it with uh, Moses and Aaron. You know, Moses goes up on top of the mountain. Aaron makes us, uh, they're like, make us an idol that we can worship. And so they give all their gold and they they... So they give all their gold. Aaron makes this golden calf, and the people start worshiping the calf. The, the part that amazes me is they throw it in the fire. They can melt it down and make a tree. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, there, there, how is it they idols that have no eyes, idols that have no ears, and people worship that stuff rather than a living God? The reason behind that is Satan, yep. who has his fallen angels who followed him in his rebellion. They're cast to the earth. We call them demons. And uh, they mingle with people. Uh, they manifest themselves through people. And the demons... Uh, Genesis chapter 6. Oh, all the way through Scripture. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, big time. Yeah. And so when people get involved in this idolatry, there's demon activity and there's right. paranormal experiences that they're having. Right. Being a hippie and going through all the Eastern mystical stuff man, <laughs> and transcendental meditation and astral projection, all those things that right. we kind right. of thought was trying to be cool, you know, make, make fools of ourselves. Right, right. But uh, there are, uh, there is demon activity that literally people truly do believe uh, in these idols. They believe in spirits. And so that's where the whole birth of paganism comes from out of Genesis 6. And sorcery. Uh, I I think of, you know, we we talk about uh, worshiping. uh, Astrology is a form of worship. It's all all comes out of Genesis 6 and and the Tower of Babel. So here's what's um, Genesis or or, um, we... We're warned not about sorcery and we're warned about witchcraft and so on and so forth. Um, you look at these uh, fortune tellers or uh, um, they go in and, and someone tells them what's reading coming. They're palms. reading other palms and all that. Um, li- listen, first off, people go to school to learn how to take your words and, and pick up on things you say. But here's another interesting thing that I think happens is uh, demons – you know, people, someone's demon possessed, man, Satan can speak through them. Absolutely. And, and so what we got to realize is anything other than God, uh, is of Satan. Two spirits, one or the other. Yeah. And they're battling. It's a huge chess match. I like to call it clash of Titans. Yeah. And the strategy that, uh, God uses and his plan is all laid out in scripture Mm -hmm. through the prophecies. And the strategy of the enemy of Satan and his demons is is laid out. It's all laid out. Well. Yep. You know, it says we are not ignorant of his right. devices, right. Right. and that we're to give no place to the devil. Uh, we don't have to really worry about him that much. Uh, get thee behind me, Satan! Jesus mm-hmm. said, and the demons always obey. Can Jesus. you imagine? Can you imagine how Peter felt when Jesus said, "Get behind me, Satan"? <laughs> and that's right after he had that high moment. You know, <laughs> Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You know, mountaintop valley just. <laughs> Yeah, he was human. That's why I love Peter. You know, he's yeah. So real. Well, 
this battle between God and Satan uh, is the whole spirit world is is part of that thing, and we have God unfolding the plan of redemption. All they got seed of a woman, and then God's focus comes on Abraham, Genesis twelve. Two thousand years of history have passed from Genesis one to Genesis twelve, right? And the people were worshiping God uh, with uh, sacrifices of animals and worship a true one living God, Creator of heavens and earth. But there was no written word. It was the stories were passed down uh, by tradition, by the word of uh, mouth from generation to generation. Which is interesting. You go, you study the people groups of the world. Uh, uh, the Aboriginal people and, and African and uh, Amazonian people and uh, the outback uh, people of uh, Australia. Yeah, not, not, not Amazon online. Not, not <laughs> Amazonian people groups. <laughs> they all have the story of Noah. It's kind of yeah. little variations, but they have the story of Noah and the flood. They know about the Tower of Babel. They know about temptation and fall uh, of man into sin. And, of course, it's been mostly been mingled with uh, Satan's lies of demonology and the worship of, of, of spirits, of uh, polytheism, the worship of many gods. But the knowledge of the true and living God was in these people groups, which was absolutely phenomenal. You know, they didn't have the Internet to communicate. You know, right. Hey, let's coordinate our stories. And yet those stories were uh, all the same. And it's because of when God, uh, the Tower of Babel, and God forced the people uh, to scatter on the earth. They all believed primarily the same thing. And so they took that knowledge with them where they went. They spoke a different language now, and the, the names of the gods sort of changed. But it was all the same story. So in the well, midst of well, all this- one of the one of the things I like to uh, say is that um, the things in the Bible, uh, I, I just for reference, I hate when we call them stories because they're events. They're events, absolutely. And and I I've always taught, and I even taught my kids, um, uh, if you believe it, it's an event. If you don't, it's a story. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, I mean, I'm just throwing that out. Yeah, fictional stories. Right, right, This right. is nonfiction. Right, exactly. This is nonfiction. So the spotlight of God comes on this old guy. He's going to reveal huge, huge information about the coming of the Redeemer, the Messiah. We call him Jesus. And Jesus didn't just show up and figure out who he was <laughs> before Abraham was. Yeah, I am. I am. And so... The focus of God comes on Abraham, Ur the called. He's 75 years old. His wife, uh, uh, Sarah, uh, they called it Abram and Sarai or, or Sarah. We, their names were changed. Uh, they're barren. They have no children. And, you know, if I was God and going to start out to start a nation, I'd probably take a couple that could have some kids. But, <laughs> but God likes to do things in kind of a spectacular manner in a way that it's, it's you, you know, it's him. This right. isn't natural. Right. This right. is supernatural. Right. And, and, and she's past childbearing age. Oh, yeah, age. She's, she's 65, and yeah. they tried and failed and tried and failed to have kids, and it's too late. She's past childbearing, and uh, God speaks to Abraham, says to him, the, the Abrahamic covenant, fivefold. Number one, I'll make of you a great and mighty nation, which is like, yeah, we have yeah, no kids. We have no kids. How are you yeah. going to do that? And we're six, 75 and 65 years old. <laughs> yeah, okay, God, you make no sense. I'll make of you great in my nation. Number two, I'll give you your own land. You're going to have to move out of this pagan region to another pagan region. Uh, I'll, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. Boy, that whole demon world comes in there. And number five, the most important part for, for you and I, everyday life, those of us that are tuning in, you know, 4,000 years later, how does this affect my life? <laughs> Directly. 
Yeah. For out of your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. The Redeemer will come through the seed of Abraham. Satan's watching this. He's taking notes, and he's on to it. So God loves this old guy. I'm going to make of you a great and mighty nation. And Satan's like, oh, no, you're not. Right. And it's, it's battle on, the clash of titans, God and Satan. That battle began in heaven where Satan tried to take over. He, uh, I will ascend to the throne of the Most High. I will be as God, yet he, he will be cut down to the ground. Yeah, that's the great I chapter. Yeah, and I, five times. I will, I, I will, I, I will. And uh, hell, Jesus said, was prepared for the devil and his, his angel, demons. angels, yeah. demons, yeah. those who followed him. So they're Which, on the, by the way, it was a third. Yeah, according to that's, Revelation 12. That's a was, massive amount. Yeah, but it's unfortunate. It's, it's greater than a third, I think, among people. I'd right. say two-thirds. Right. People seem to follow uh, Satan's devices. Yeah. And so now we have this. Uh, if not greater when it comes to people, if not greater than two-thirds. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We're just, I, 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 I find we're doing it, this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, Trying right. to reduce those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, what is amazing to me is when you listen to, um, uh, I can't, my, my brain is, is escaping me today, uh, but they came out with all these numbers saying that, you know, 54% of the church is unsaved. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, or, or, you know, more than half of the church is unsaved. Uh, half of the pastors in the pulpit. By their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone who saith unto me shall enter the kingdom of God, but he yeah. that doeth the will of my Father. We know our, our salvation is a gift of God. We don't earn our way to heaven. Right. But when we've received that gift, it should be evident by our works. I'll show you my faith by my works. Yeah. And so in this timeline of history, Pastor John, you got 2,000 years pass, and then we have Abraham. And uh, all heaven's going to break loose in a sense, but all hell's going to break loose. We have the birth. With the call of Abraham, we have the birth of anti-Semitism, kind of circling back to where you ask, because everything that God loves, Satan hates. And, so, and, and with Abraham, is actually the birth of the Jewish people. That's where we're heading. So we, we, we focus in. The whole rest of the Old Testament is on that topic. Yeah. That family, that, that guy, yeah. what's going to unfold. Abraham, uh, 25 years passed. He can't have a kid. They messed up <laughs> along the way. Uh, you know, Sarah says, well, oh, I, uh, I got it figured out. God helps those yeah. who help themselves. That's not in the Bible. And, you know, I got so Ross says, hey, I got a honey, honey. I got a, I got a pretty little Egyptian handmaid here. You could have a child by her. Uh, it would be a surrogate parent. And, you know, uh, and uh, Abraham's like, okay. You know, you kind of... <laughs> Wasn't the smartest thing he ever did, but God had made that unconditional covenant with him, and it opened the door. And that child's name was Ishmael, who became yeah. the father of the yeah. Arab people. Yeah, and they've yeah. been a thorn in the side of the Jewish people ever since. Yeah. So even though God calls us, even though God uh, uh, loves us, we're still yeah. human. And even Abraham made a great mistake there, and he paid for it. <laughs> he got well. I'm thinking, you know, because men are typically moved by vision. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking. Uh, Abraham went, are you sure, honey? <laughs> are you sure that's what you really want me was, to do? Uh, she was a cute chick. Okay. And uh, they had a child. And uh, <laughs> But he wasn't the child of promise. God said, right. you and Sarah are going to have a child. And even though they messed up, grace was greater than Abraham's sin. And in the fullness Even today, of time, grace oh, man, is greater. Thank you, Jesus. Greater than your sin. Uh, I think one of the things, the biggest things we we truly misunderstood uh, understand about God uh, is his grace. I'm not talking about his love. 
Yeah. Um, there's a huge difference. Uh, grace comes out of his love, but there's a huge difference between grace and, and love. And his grace w- was more than sufficient, uh, even for Abraham. For Abraham, thank God it, it has never changed. Grace is greater than our sin. So Abraham, uh, and when it was God's time, uh, and he messed up along the way, he went down and <laughs> lied to Abimelech and said, no, Sarah's my sister. <laughs> and Abimelech figured that out, that he had lied. Well, technically she was his half-sister. Half-sister. And so yeah. there was a lot. You know, Abraham wasn't yeah. perfect, but he was called of God for a purpose to be the father oh, of and just the for, Jewish people. And just for the record, Abimelech wasn't that smart. God just put the fear of God in him. And he's like, you're going to kill my whole people. Take this woman and go. And by the way, take the cows and take the camels. Yeah, and gave a little them. bonus there, signing bonus. <laughs> Get out of here. Take this yeah. and leave me alone. Yeah, you could yeah. have got me killed here. Yeah, why Why did you bring this over to me? But that's a big point, Pastor John. Uh, you know, God doesn't see somebody mess up and back off. Game's over. Right. He's, he, he's, he's got a plan. Even though we don't do it perfectly, he still fulfills his plan. That's a Amen. huge point. It gives me hope. When I look in the mirror, I don't always like what I see. Because you and I both know, um, give us a minute and, uh, and we'll destroy our lives yeah. or someone else's. Uh, we, we are full of poor decisions. The seed of disintegration is in our carnal nature. Right. One, we're all just a bad choice from just really messing up our lives. And so... Um, you look at Abraham, God's time came for him, and he had he and Sarah had that child, uh, Isaac. And it was so evident to even the, the pagans who were watching that this, this is the hand of God. This, they, they were used to demons and all of that, and now here's a God they couldn't see who made promises that he always kept. Mm-hmm. And they, they saw that. It was evident to the people who were watching this is a miracle, and uh, but it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Uh, God could have he could have had a he could have had a child there, uh, uh, and you know just right away. But twenty five years pass, and his, he has low moments and high moments, and finally Isaac is born, and then Isaac that, doesn't have it. Uh, go ahead. Have you ever read the Book of Jasher? I've not. I've heard about it. Go ahead. I need to. I have one. I have an extra copy. Go ahead. Uh, which, by the way, the book of Jasher is not the Bible. It's not canonical. It's exactly. Uh, but it is a historical book with and a it's lot a ver- of things but, butting up against the edges of what we read in Scripture. Yeah, and he, he, uh, um, it's, it's an interesting read, if nothing else. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. But go ahead. Yeah. So Abraham begets Isaac. And, uh, of course, Satan's going to try to stop the seed line. And Isaac and his uh, wife, uh, Rebecca, are barren. 20 years passed till they have their first child. And uh, I love that. I think it's Genesis 26. Uh, <laughs> it took uh, 31 verses for God to create a whole universe. It took like 63 <laughs> verses to get Isaac a wife. <laughs> okay. I didn't even think of it like that. That's, that's pretty funny. But God was into details when that servant, Abraham says to the servant, go get a woman for my son. Abraham's, you know, Sarah's already uh, dead and, and Abraham's, nervous now right. you know he's go get a and and he goes and god leads this servant to the right place to the right people at the right time 
and he meets Rebecca. And are, you, he, are you saying there's no coinkydinks with God? There's no coinkydinks. Yeah. No, he's got yeah. his hand. He's in, he mingles in the affairs of men. Amen. He gets involved in the details, you know, which route to take to what family, because this servant doesn't know, you know, where, where are the descendants of Abraham and, you know, his family back up towards Ur of the Chaldees and, uh, but God leads him. And, and the fact that God is interested in the details shows just how important we are to yeah. him. Yeah. I think on the other side, we're going to look back and see God was much more involved in our everyday life than what we dreamed along the way. I know sometimes in, in everyday life, you, you have the, I, I call them, uh, you know, smooches where something right. happens in such a way you just know it's him. Mm-hmm. And I, I like smooches. those smooches. I, I, I love need them. smooches. I know he's with me always, never leaves me or forsakes me, but you just have those special sacred moments where a lot of times they're hard times. Right. A lot of times they're, they're even a dangerous moment where you could have maybe died, but you didn't. I believe God has saved me a multitude of times. I, I feel like, it, I know a lot of people say, well, I should have been dead. Well, that's pretty legit. <laughs> Pastor John, I talk behind your back, and I, I, I tell people, this guy's worn out half a dozen guardian angels. So maybe we get to heaven, and God's going to allow one or two of them guardian angels to take you out behind the barn and whoop you. <laughs> yeah. And if he does, you got to come. I only wore out three or four. I think you wore out a dozen. That's hilarious. Grace is greater than all of us. Oh, praise Jesus. God reaches grace. down and takes the most unlikely people and, and, mm. and saves us and changes us and calls us yeah. to do what we're doing right now. Amen. And hopefully those of you that listen and you can see that we kind of love each other. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we got beaten against the head with a lot of the same, same, uh, <laughs> same two by two four. By four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to think that God would uh, take the, the, the eternal word of God and make it real to us right. and quicken us, the old King James word, make us alive, illuminate our hearts. And that's the most important thing is we're trying to teach the word of God. Anything that we know, he's opened our eyes to see it. And for those that are listening in, you should, uh, while you listen, you should pray. Yeah. You know, Lord, uh, give me wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which give to all men liberal and upbraideth not, and he will give us his wisdom. Lord, open my eyes to see wonderful things from from your word. I remember picking up the Bible as a young man and trying to read it. <laughs> it was, whoa, this is not uh, comprehending. I'm not getting it. But when I asked Jesus to forgive me my sins, uh, yeah. come into my heart, then the lights came. The out. lights. I call them, <clears throat> I call them stadium lights mm-hmm. because there's no shadow there's no misdirection. Wow. There's no, when you turn the stadium lights on, you see everything clearly. So I always tell people, man, when you get a hold of Jesus, he turns on the stadium lights. Yes, sir. And we know who we are, why Amen. we're here, what's going on in the world. But this, this story is the foundation of our redemptive story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we looked at Jesus and we kind of pick up with a way in a manger no crib for a bed, a little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. But let me tell you, the story starts way back. Way back. In the Garden of Eden, the seed of a woman. 2,000 years <laughs> past, Abraham. Abraham begets Isaac. Isaac begets Jacob and Esau. And it's game on, and the, the unfolding of the redemptive plan is moving. You know, you said it goes way back. It goes back to uh, uh, Genesis uh, one twenty six twenty seven. Let's let let's make man in our, our image. image. Uh, the first conversation we see in Scripture between 
between uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so when we say it goes way back, literally, okay, this, this is, this is when, when we talk about details and how much God loves us and how, how interested he is, not only like with uh, uh, Jeremiah, you know, uh, I have a hope for you, a future for you. Uh, we're, we're talking details. I, I, was, I did a podcast on is Christianity um, a religion or a relationship? And I was pointing out all these details of how important it is or, or how much God loves us and that it's a relationship. And when you say it goes all the way back, we, we legitimately have to go back to let's make man in our image so that he would be like us, not, not God, but that we would have the characteristics of mind, a will and emotion like God has created in his image, in his image, triune God, God, the father, son, and Holy spirit. These three are one, one. and we're triune beings, body, yeah. soul, and spirit that we should glorify God in our body. Absolutely. In our soul, Absolutely. in our spirit. That's a whole nother podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, but I wanted to, I just wanted to go back to, it, it goes back further than Abraham. It goes all the way back to when he made us. It's was Jesus Christ, the lamb of God slain from when? From the foundation. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, my Come brain. On, John, get with my it here. <laughs> I told you, you up, dude. <laughs> so so just real quick, um, I uh, I bruised my vocal cords, and um, and so like my throat is killing me right now. And and I, so here's what happened, real quick. You know how you get something caught in your throat and you can't get it out. Well, this was like deep, and it was right before I had to preach Sunday, and so I was trying to get it out, but in the in the in the in the efforts of trying to get it out, I crushed my vocal cords. So uh, they hurt, and I'm sitting here listening, and wanted, I want to partake, uh, but my brain is going, whew, this hurts. <laughs> I'm here for you, Johnny. I'm here for you, buddy. That's why That's why you hear my voice kind of fading out and everything. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle. But go ahead, brother. This is all yours. Well, I just want to kind of condense this um, <laughs> because we got we have another uh, subject we're going to tackle in the next podcast, uh, the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. Today we're looking at the birth of the nation, and next time we'll look at the rebirth of the nation. And so foundationally it's all laid, and God had this all laid out before it happened. It was all prophesied. Jesus said, behold, I tell you before it happens. Why? So that when it happens, you'll know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so Abraham begets Isaac, Isaac begets Jacob. And there's all kinds of drama, ups and downs. They make mistakes, but God's grace is greater. Uh, Abraham and uh, Isaac and Rebekah have twin boys. Uh, normally, the birthright would go to the firstborn, which was Esau. Esau. Uh, and uh, Jacob was the secondborn. There were twins, but Jacob was second. But uh, God said the older will serve the younger. The birthright would go to the younger. And so Jacob was the promised seed. So what's Satan going to try to do that? Try to take out Jacob, get him so carnal, get him so turned off with the God's wrath will come upon him and God will just kill him. And Abra uh, Jacob, Abraham begat Isaac, Abra Isaac begat Jacob and Esau. Esau is not the son of promise. Jacob is a son of promise, but he's a liar, a usurper. He's a mess, a deceiver, a trickery, you know. steals the birthright from his brother, steals the blessing right. from his brother, lying to his father. Well, I don't know that he actually stole the birthright. It was a cheap deal. It was, <laughs> it was a, I'll take the family riches for a bowl of soup. A bowl of soup. And Esau fell for it. He was so famished. And, and, and uh, the that, just shows, that just shows you, uh, they say, uh, never, you know, halt 
Never, yeah. never make important deci- decisions when On you're an hungry. Empty stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, uh, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah, never boy, make it. Esau, Esau showed it. Don't do it when you're hungry. <laughs> he did it the hard way. So Jacob's got what he wanted—the blessing and the and, and the birthright, that financial uh, extra portion of the of the family her- heritage. How how terrible was mom though? She she bought she set him up. She set the, him up. The second one. She yeah. created the she created the the fur. She I mean. You see, this is mingling in this the human side, the the human failure in the midst of God's plan, right. and yet God's plan is still going to happen. And so Jacob's a, a usurper, a liar, and uh, he steals the birthright uh, uh, and the blessing. Uh, uh, his brother Esau finds about it. He's freaking out. I'm going to kill him. And Rebecca knows that, so they have to send him away. He has right. to flee for his life. He goes to Padam Aram, uh, 26 uncle. miles. I looked, I looked at uh, the, the Bible. He, right. he, went a, he ran a marathon to escape his brother. And his mama said, you know, oh, your brother's wrath. Get out of town for a while. Go be with the family. And, uh, you know, when his wrath passes, you come on home. She never saw him again that was it so she reaped what she sowed they weren't perfect people but they had a perfect god and god had a plan that was going to unfold even though they screwed up that that, that brings me hope that's us that brings us hope it, it really does because how many people out there um that are listening or just out there where uh hope is the greatest thing you could have uh i think it was in the in the movie the hunger games when uh, the president, I don't remember, I'm terrible with names, but the president said uh, uh, in the Hunger Games um, uh, he was going to kill a guy because he said, uh, the way you set this up, you gave him hope. And the most dangerous thing a person could have is hope because they'll keep fighting. Yeah, amen. And this battle, is, it's, a, it's a battle going on constantly. Satan's trying to lure Jacob away, greed, lust, pride and yet uh, here he is he, he, he lied to his father he's fled for his life uh, his brother wants to kill him he's never going to see mom again and yet when he was furthest away from god there at padamaram bible s- says he used a rock for a pillow he's totally physically spent he's violated everything moral there is to to, to violate and he's as far from God as you can get. He falls asleep. And I have in the notes of my Bible there, party's over. Uses a rock for a pillow. All former hippies, we've, we've done that. <laughs> or bikers, I think. Well, and that night, that night, God visits him, Jacob's ladder. And he wakes up in the morning. He's overwhelmed. He'd heard about God and his he he Abraham was alive when he was a little boy. He heard Grandpa tell these stories, yeah, and they were Grandpa's stories. They were Dad's stories, but God wasn't real to him. He knew about God, and he wasn't exactly excited about that. He was excited about the dollar, the money, the power, and he made a fool of himself. But God's grace was greater. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up in the morning and he's moved, and he says, "Surely God was in this place." I knew it not. And he makes an altar and he worships. I love what he says here, Pastor John. He said, Lord, just let me go home. I'm paraphrasing. Just let me go home, uh, be with my family and, and make things right. And he says, I'll tithe of all my increase. You see, money was his God, little G. And now he's found the, the real God, capital G. 
and money. All of a sudden, no nothing deal. else matters. Nothing else matters. I'll give uh, the money side is, is, is not the issue for him anymore. And there's a freedom in that. So he, God leads him the next day. God's directing his steps. He meets uh, Rachel, another pretty girl. <laughs> it's amazing how the Holy Spirit points out how pretty Rebecca was, how pretty Sarah was, how, and uh, certainly worked for me. <laughs> right, <laughs> me to church with, you married she, way up, I, dude. I, I did, I, I did too. So did you? Absolutely, I married yeah, way, up, way up, dude. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's grace. <laughs> so here's 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 a little sermon on the side. Beautiful women will marry ugly men if we get close enough to God. That's good preaching, ain't it, John? That's great preaching. I preached at Liberty University. 6,000 young men came forward, rededicated their lives to Jesus. I looked on every one and were ugly. <laughs> sorry. Back to the text. I'm sorry. A little sleep deprived today. So <laughs> your throat and my brain is kind of scary. Sorry. I'm trying folks. to hold on. We'll get back to the get back to the text. Let me let me pull this part together here, and uh, we'll we'll call it a day. Um, we have this, the patriarchs, Abraham begets Isaac, Isaac begets Jacob. Jacob has the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons, the 12 tribes. And then uh, the brothers are jealous of, of Joseph. They sell him into slavery. There's some bad, bad stuff going on. Oh, my goodness. Well, and family. Joseph didn't help himself. You're well, going to serve me. I'm your youngest. Yeah, <laughs> it might have been a little hurt, but God gave him those dreams. He did. And he shared those dreams with the brothers that your sheaves are going to yeah. buy down and worship my sheaves. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, I think, uh, it, I think it all comes down to how you communicate that truth. <laughs> he might not have done it so well. And right. dad kind of favored him. He was the firstborn of, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, Rachel, who was his, his favorite wife. And, uh, and so, uh, his brother saw him to slavery. You see this, this humanity, mm -hmm. this, this sinfulness, and even in the 12 tribes of Israel, yet God's grace was greater than all their sin. What they meant for evil, selling Joseph into slavery, God meant for good, and God was moving ahead to the save the nations from this great famine that was coming upon all the earth. And so you just have this book. You know, People say, well, you know, man wrote the Bible. Man could not have written the Bible if he wanted to. Yeah, we, we talked about that uh two weeks ago, last week or two weeks ago, that man would never have put himself in such a position as the Bible puts man. Yeah, the self-incrimination is all, all there. And, and the punishment laid against man. Who's going to punish themselves like that? Yeah, yeah. And this story is unfolding. Now you have uh, the nation uh, of Israel is in, in, in the story of jo uh, no, uh, Joseph. And... Uh, Jacob's yet alive, and he comes down. He says, oh, Joseph, is, his brothers had said, you know, made it look like they, he was dead. He finds out Joseph is alive. The scriptures don't even tell us exactly what, un, what might have unfolded at that point. Did the brothers go ahead and tell Dad what we did to our brother? It's not never mentioned in scripture, which is pretty cool because it's yeah. like, okay, God's just doing his thing. Move on. Well, I think, I think that they had, I mean, of course, obviously, we read into it because when uh, – when Joseph reveals who he is and he tells them, go get, go get dad and bring him here. And by the way, we're going to keep at that point. I think, I think they go there and, and they have to tell him something. I mean, it, even though it doesn't mention it, awkward. <laughs> yeah. Hey dad, listen, uh, we lied. Your son never died. We, um, yeah, we, we sold him. I can't wait to ask that question on the other side. Cause I think that's probably what happened. 
I thought he was dead. Well, uh, yeah, dad, let me tell you. But the, the redemptive God, this all loving, long suffering God, even though they're screwing up, he's still unfolding his plan. They'll be saved. The nation goes to Egypt and, uh, they're fine and they multiply. There rises up a Pharaoh who knows not Joseph, and they begin to put the Jewish people in slavery for right. fear that they will have a oh, slave revolt and take over. Oh yeah, the land. because they're growing so rapid, or, or the the multitude they're getting bigger. And then four hundred years pass, and uh, God raises up uh, a deliverer, Moses, and uh, that'd be a great story. Prince of Egypt. Maybe we could make a movie of that. So we have the the Moses story, uh, the the ten uh, the ten plagues. Uh, the the ten uh, the parting of the waters the the exodus Moses in the wilderness God unfolds His plan to the people, and so we're marching through history now. We have a messianic nation, and there's twelve tribes. When when uh, uh, Jacob is dying in Genesis 49 in Egypt, he does a prophecy of each of the twelve tribes, and he zooms in on Judah. Mm. From Judah, the lawgiver, the Messiah will rise out of Judah. And uh, the nation will later uh, have a civil war, and Judah will be separate. And Benjamin was within the territory of Judah, so Benjamin and Judah were one. But the other ten tribes uh, opposed Israel, opposed Judah, the Messianic people. So we well, had and, a, and all the evil kings in the other tribes. Nineteen kings in in Israel in the north, all of them bad. All of them bad. Nineteen kings in the south, Judah, only seven were good. Yeah, I was thinking six, but yes, yeah, seven. Well, Manasseh. He was horrible, worse than any kind of got right. So we don't know where to put him. Yeah, right. Well, that's what I said. That's why I was thinking six. But if we're going to add him in, which, which because he did kind of uh, clear his head and straighten out a little bit, so you can you can uh, can we divide him six and a half? Yeah. <laughs> he was divided for sure. He was definitely divided. But he did land on the right on the right on his yeah. feet. So we have this nation that you talk about the the, the state of Israel. Uh, we have this nation that is in Egypt, a nation kind of being birthed out of another nation. They're supernatural. You know, Egypt was the greatest military power in the world, and they have the exodus. And Israel, Egypt was humbled by the plagues, and uh, they, they crossed the Red Sea, wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They go into land under Joshua. Uh, they, they conquer the land supernaturally. They don't have the right army. They, they're overmatched, and yet God was with them. The hand of God was on the Jewish people. They take the land, and they, they're they they're not aggressive. Once they get their land, they didn't go after any other land. Right. The, all the land is about the size of New Jersey. It wasn't a great big land. It was a beautiful land. Then they had the period of the, uh, of the 12 judges, and they just went round and round. They turned away from God. God would lift up enemies to persecute them. They'd get scared. They'd turn back to God. God would lift up a judge and deliver them. And there were 12 judges found the time of the judges, 400 years we just covered. It. Who, who's your favorite judge? Uh, Jephthah was my favorite. Fa- Samson was my <laughs> I'm not surprised, John. And uh, following the time of the judges, they said, we want to have a king. And God said, no, you don't. And they right. said, oh, yes, we do. We want to be just like all Everybody the else. Yeah, everyone else has a king. Why and can't we have a king? They got a king, and they wish they hadn't. And uh, Saul got off to a good start, turned away from God. God lifted up a man after his own heart, David. And David conquered the enemies, brought in righteousness and ju- justice to the nation. 
he died with a dream that would be fulfilled in Solomon to build the temple, and Solomon did, walked with God, and he turned from God. The nation was divided, uh, Israel to the north, ten tribes, Judah to the south, Judah and Benjamin, 19 kings to the north, all evil. God's sending prophets. They're not listening. They're killing the prophets. They're screwing up, but they're still the Messianic nation. And in the fullness of time, Judah, uh, they, they fall to Babylonian captivity. They're out of their own land. Not all, The people are still there, but the leadership's gone into Babylonian right. captivity. That was prophesied by Jeremiah. Seventy years pass. That prophecy's fulfilled. They return to the land. Uh, they rebuild the temple that's... Uh, that Nebuchadnezzar destroyed uh, under Ezra and uh, Zerubbabel. They rebuild the temple. They rebuild the walls under Nehemiah. And then we have the 400 silent years for the um, waiting for the coming of Messiah. And in the fullness of time, the angel Gabriel comes, visits Zechariah to be the father of John yeah. the Baptist, visits uh, yeah. Mary uh, to be the mother of Jesus. And, uh, it's time. It's game on. Right. And it, in the fullness of time, the virgin brings forth that Messiah of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Judah, of the lineage of King David. Those genealogies are given there. And so... Yeah, and it, it literally you follow the promises all the way the through the fulfillment. And of reality. So there we have the birth of the nation and the time for the Messiah to come. In our next session, we'll look at um, the Messiah, his mission. We'll walk uh, through the church age and then the rebirth of the modern state of Israel, which is the most important of all the signs of that's, the sin return of Jesus. Yeah, and and that's, that's we're coming up. I mean, that's coming up. I think we're going to see it. I think we are. And it's going to be... Um, <clears throat> It's going to be very interesting. I, be you ready for such a time as you yeah. think not. You know, I wanted to go, I wanted to back up, and, and I know we got to end this one. But you said something that uh, uh, I find interesting. You said that they were killing the prophets. You know, prophets were telling the truth. People didn't want to hear the truth. So they, instead of dealing with the truth, they were killing the prophets so they didn't have to hear the truth and they had false prophets told them what they wanted to hear tickled their ears and they were well paid mm-hmm. they were very popular but they were liars they were liars and guess what the bible says in the last days there'll be false prophets and yeah. they'll come as wolves in sheep's clothing and they will tickle your ears and they'll be angels of light they'll look like good guys but uh, it's always been that way because it's that clash of titans. Right. And the only way to know the difference is to know the word of God. Amen. Yeah. And and uh, I just excuse me. I just found it interesting that you you said they were killing the prophets as because it, Satan doesn't want people to know what's coming. And the whole idea of the, of of the podcast is that we inform you of what's coming. Uh, obviously, we have fun doing it, and uh, and I really, brother, I love you. I, I enjoy you so much. I just want thought you were smarter than that, Johnny. No, nah, man, that's that's like that's the farthest from the truth. <laughs> but I don't argue. we can have fun when we serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, and so, what we're going to talk about on the on the next show, which would technically be part two of this, what's up with Israel, and um, uh, it's only it's going to bring. So, so you took you took us from Israel from Genesis. Uh, to Christmas. To to Christmas. Now we're going to go from Christmas to uh, the time of the end. The the fulfilling 
the birth of Israel, this, this uh, podcast, the rebirth of Israel next. Yeah. Tune in. It is absolutely amazing. You are going to see the hand of God moving in recent history. But if you don't know the scriptures, eh, it's just stuff happens. But if you know the prophecies, you can see the miracle. Amen. And that's, that's the thing. We want you to know the prophecies. So thank you for joining us on According to John. We're going to wrap up today and make sure that you join in uh, for next week. If you uh, like this, then like, uh, subscribe, share, and get as many people on here because we really want people to know the truth. Amen. Amen. And so until the next time, God bless. Have a great week.